Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just wanted to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh, I know that podcast. I just wanted to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello, and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bhushan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Grawl. Now, Sunny, there's been quite a lot of identity fraud going on <gasps> I, in the I, pandemic. Yeah, no, no, no. So I was just wondering, do you have any photo ID, just so I can verify... Yes, you know, I, I you always, are who you say you are. Absolutely, I, I carry it with me all the time. So may I have a look just so that I can yes, just pop Yes, I'll just pass that over to you now. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, just one second. The system's really slow today. This better have nothing to do with my age. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you were born yeah. before America's next time. <laughs> yeah, out. absolutely. Oh, that's all gone through. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Brawl. Okay. Do you know what it was? You know, that picture on there doesn't do you any justice. Oh, that's very kind. But there's some great photographers out there who can make you look amazing. Okay. So I'm just going to drop their names to you, like Jill Bensimone. Oh, or my Nigel God. Legendary. <laughs> the legendary. Oh, oh God. God. But, you know, I today's episode, I'm genuinely not kidding. I'm so excited about it. It's been oh one of God. the ones. You know when, I, when we first conceived this podcast in the park? Yes. Can you believe that was a, 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 over a year ago? Over a year ago. And like I now, this is one of the episodes that was one of the first things that came to my mind. Yeah. So today it's a personal ambition being fulfilled, which I'm very, very, <laughs> bitch laughing. <laughs> Just that I dissed your puppy ID. <laughs> I ain't telling you those photographers at all. You know, you can stick with that photo. It doesn't do you justice. <laughs> it was a man in the post office. <laughs> but anyway, do yes, you go, want go. to know what the Destiny's Child song is today? I didn't even think... Yeah, tell me, please. Oh. We're all eagerly awaiting. Well, Twitter has already gone into meltdown over oh, it. Again. So um, all I can say is, ladies, leave your man at home. And all <gasps> your fellas, leave a girl with a friend. <laughs> exactly. Because... And what is the next lyric? Because I never... So, so ladies, leave your man at home. Your fellas, the club is full of ballers and your pockets are grown. And all your fellas... What was that bit? Yeah, that's a bit. Their pockets full of what? I never really... like. We should look it up. Because it's like kind of like... Um, what's the other song? Is that Bugaboo? Break my knee so I can move. Where it's like break, break my, my leash. leash, leash. Oh, I thought it was break my leash so I can oh. move. So what are you saying? He's got. Oh, she's a bitch. Up. Oh my god, it's not bondage. Oh, I thought it was that she was a bitch. No, no, it's break my, my leash so, so I, I can move. move. So yeah, because the girls are so responsible, they don't want to just like leave their oh. landlord in the lurch. They so want their like, deposit back. They want that deposit back. <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, people to pay the bills, bills, bills. I mean, it's all, <laughs> it's all it's, connected. It's all synchronicity, I'm telling you, I love which, as I discussed last yes. week. Speaking of synchronicity, it is time for the secret diary of his own one. Home. Okay, shall I open it up? Yes, please. Okay. Do you know what to do? It's your fingerprinted response to. <laughs> I keep wiping. I'm very OCD today. I've just noticed I keep cleaning the diary of his own one. Home. I know. Well, you can clean it all you Sorry, want. Sorry, I just need it'll to never be after. clean. <laughs> I was going to say, not after what I've been watching on it. Well, moving. <laughs> well, actually, funny you speak of, yes. of watching. So, you know, on the podcast this season, we've spoken about quite a few big TV moments, okay. haven't we? So, remember in episode two, our Destiny's Child rundown of the writings on the wall. Yeah, we spoke about it's a sin. Do you remember? <gasps> Was that this season we talked about? That? Yeah, wow. and then. We talked about um, Harry and Meghan's uh, <laughs> Oprah interview. That, is, that was the biggest spectacle of the year, to exactly, be honest. Exactly, in our colorism uh, episode. And today we are talking about this show which has taken everybody <laughs> by surprise. So this is... <laughs> I know what you're say. This is Squid Game yeah! on Netflix. Now, so I'm going to ask you the obvious question. Have you seen it? Or I not? haven't. And you know what? I'm really close to starting it. The, bro- <laughs> the reason... You know what I'm okay, like? Okay, Sheree Whitfield. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Then I'm going to watch it. 
The, no, I, I was really close to starting the other day and it was quite late and I thought, look, subtitles, I need to be paying attention. I can't multitask because what I do is when I watch things like Below Deck and uh-huh. whatever else, you do other stuff at the same time because you don't need to look at the screen. You just kind of hear it and you're like, you're fine, but Squid Game, I want to pay attention. I so need to se- know what's you second screen your porn while you're watching Below Deck and Real Housewives. <laughs> exactly. Well, any two screens, you know, I'm two never screens. touching that diary again, yeah. let me tell you. Um, so just for your benefit and for Please, those who... Yeah. For no the, spoilers. For though. the other two people who haven't seen it. Because apparently it's, it's Netflix's most uh, watched show, overtaking yeah. Bridgerton, thank God. I still haven't seen that. Oh, don't bother, honestly. You, why was that so popular? I, exactly. <laughs> well, that was a rhetorical well, actually, question. Well, actually, Jean, uh, Regé Jean, um, sorry, I can't remember his name. Um, I, I think, think I Googled him earlier. You told me about him. Yeah, so he uh, he was the reason to watch. He was very, very good. And there okay. were some good moments in it. But overall, as a series, talking about Bridgerton here, hmm. um, I don't know. I, I didn't get the hype behind it either. Okay. But series two looks more interesting. Okay. Because there's a character oh, they're from... Doing sec- a second. Yes, okay. they're doing a second season. And there's a... Uh, actor from Sex Education which I know you haven't watched either no, no I'm on episode 2 now are you on I episode 2 now yeah, so I watched the episode where they they um, a little exercise to, to train people on how to give fellatio yes yes oh. with a banana well, well fantastic well I'm glad you started on that so there's going to be a character from that who's going to be in Bridgerton okay. series, season 2 from the first season Oh, no, no, so she's, this is a new character they're bringing okay, in. Okay, fine. So that should be a bit more exciting. But coming back to Squid Game. <laughs> Sorry, we love a tangent. Oh, you really? know, we are honestly, like darting we, up like fireworks. Honestly, we will never go A to B, will we? We will go A, Z, Y, X, W, Z. We will get there, but we, we don't there. like to rush. We just, you know, oh. like you said, ladies leave your man at home. Oh, yeah. You know, fellas Pockets leave your friends. <laughs> and we will find out what that lyric is as well. <laughs> We're going to find it. Um, so Squid Game is a Korean drama. Yes. And it's about uh, these people who are in debt and they're paying for a large cash sum Mm -hmm. and they're playing childhood games. And the twist here is that if they don't win the game, they die. Wow. And that's all I want to tell you. Okay, perfect. But um, it's such a great show. It resonates like what was it's just so well written. It's so sharply written. It's so sharply observed. There's lots of interesting moments and the production is amazing. And I I can see why it's done, you know, why it's done so Mm. well. And what's really interesting is the writer actually has been pitching it for the last 10 years. And there's a reason it hadn't come through then. For what, I'm not sure, actually, to be honest. Like, the commissioners just kept overlooking it for whatever reason. But now, it, obviously, it's time was meant to be for now because there's a lot of parallels between what we, the world, have gone mm. through in the past two years. So the pandemic and the disparity in wealth and, you know, debt problems and societal problems. And that, a lot of that is reflected in okay. the show. So it's it's a very good show and I highly highly recommend it. And if you have seen it, uh, please do let us know on our socials please. because I would like to discuss the last twenty minutes with you. And I will some, get there. You will get there. You'll get there. Um, but I want to know twenty twenty seven exactly. <laughs> but I, yeah, twenty twenty three or something. <laughs> but I want to know what just what the reasoning was behind that. So I would okay. love to hear your theories on that. So yeah, yeah please do hit us up on. Our but socials. is that going to be spoilers though for everybody else? It will be, but it'll be on they our socials, of, so, that's then, so it won't be broadcast to our legions of listeners. True. All the Zone 1, and also all the Zone 1 hoes have seen it already, like, no, they, all, they all got preview that's copies. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, it's definitely on the top of the list okay, to watch. Sure. So, 
I'm going to get, well, someone told me not to watch it. They said, no, I don't think. And I was like, is it not my brand? And they were like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, I think I would like it because I saw um, Alice in Borderlands, which I'd recommend yes. to you. Because so you are gonna... a K-drama fan, aren't you? I love K-drama. Did you see Parasite? I haven't seen Parasite. You, I'm sure know, you have Amazon Prime now. Yes. So you need to watch. Oh, did you give me your login? I don't think No, you, you told me someone else did. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did. <laughs> One of our favourites did. One of yes. our gold stars. Maya, gold we love you. Star, Thank you. I love you. But um, yes, yeah, so you need to watch Parasite yes. because that is another Korean um, drama. It's, it's a Korean l- film. It's Korean film, sorry. Yes. It's brilliant. Oscar Absolute. winning. Yeah, Oscar winning. Mm-hmm. It was, is it one of the first that got Best Picture? That's I a think foreign, so, yeah. Yeah, it's not in English. Absolutely incredible. The writing is, again, brilliant. So I imagine it's probably in that kind of vein. Yes. But um, Alice in Borderlands was actually a Japanese um, TV show and it's, again... I won't give any spoilers, but watch that. It's probably in the same kind of genre as this, and it was brilliant. Exciting. And K-drama's actually been something, a lot of uh, Bollywood fans have actually migrated over to K-drama. So it's been something I've been meaning to do for a long time, so I will definitely do that. Well, I think, you know, for now, so yes, Squid Game is on Netflix, and yeah, hopefully Sunny will watch it sometime (laughs) soon, (laughs) so we can discuss it. Maybe season three. Maybe season three. We could do a little deep dive into it. Well, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) But for now, if you want to close that tab, I'm going to close, close. And now it's time for our feature presentation. (gasps) Reading is one of those pastimes that can truly transport anyone into another world, no matter where you are. Whether you are an occasional reader or a straight-up bookworm, the power of a good book stays with you forever. Now, at the end of our very first TPIM episode, Sunny kindly surprised me and gifted me the epic tome that is Model Land by Tyra Banks. And we've always said on the manifesto that we were going to review it And dear listeners, that time has come. But we are going to make you wait a little bit more because before we do that, in another world first, for the first time in TPIM history, this season we are doing a lot of firsts, aren't we? We are loads. We're record breaking. Breaking records. Welcome to the inaugural edition of Bushan's Book Club. BBC. (laughs) (laughs) And not the News Corporation. And not the other one. Not the only fans one. (laughs) Definitely the only fans one. Bouchan's Book Club, okay? <laughs> and not BB either, not Basic Bitch either. Bouchan's Book Club. You say it in full, you say my name, you know, if, I want to make sure no one else is around you. <laughs> oh, oh goodness me. Yes, no, I'm so excited to enter the book club. Do you I know what? Like a bell. <laughs> Beauty and a Beast. I was just missing all the sex toys. It's like, come on, Beast, give me something good. <laughs> these books because <laughs> she's so shady when she goes into that bookstore she's like oh I've read it already and he's like oh well then why didn't you get this one and it's like oh you can have it because you've read it so much she's oh, like no bitch pay for it why you beat the page as it's well like, it's not a library it's a bookshop God. you know you should be buying the books or kind of like exchanging part you know exchanging Bell is a thief Bell we didn't, we didn't notice that right at the beginning she is a colonizer like and then she goes <laughs> you know he tells her don't go to the west wing where does she go straight to the straight west wing to the why does she have like, an American accent in France <laughs> <laughs> and why has she only got one dress? I mean, talk about normcore. What a basic bitch. Like, you are, you know, they've got that wardrobe lady who gives her. That wardrobe lady is really shady as well. You know, that Angela. She, they drew her so bad. Like, but also, like, you know, she gives her that yellow dress, but then, like, that's the only time she gives it. It's like, it's like, it's like rent the runway. Or get back like, in the blue. Get back in the blue. <laughs> we, should do, we need to deep dive into You know what movies. I do? Like, the, the original classic is probably my favourite Disney. I yeah, agree. I yeah. love it. And we were Shade and Belle. We love Belle. We love Massive Belle. Belle's a band. Are Fans we? of Belle, we are. 
know I love her. <laughs> She's amazing. Well, it's true. Well, she would she would actually be part of Bouchard's book club. And then, she would. And then we'd be like, who's read this? She'd be like, I've read them all. She would be one of those. <laughs> She'd be teacher's pet, wouldn't she? She'd be like, trust me. <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway, anyway. So we're going to start with, mm-hmm. in Bouchard's book club, yes. what is your relationship with books and reading? And not that kind of reading. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. The library is closed for all Drag Race fans. Thank you very much. Um, So reading has been such a crucial part of my life. um, And I'd say it's made me the person I am today. And that's not an overstatement. It's very, very true. So as everyone knows, I grew up in central London. Oh, God. And who was born in the same hospital as me? Do you remember? (laughs) One of the queens. (laughs) Meghan Markle, did you say? (laughs) I knew you were American. Exactly. No, no, it's uh, Prince William. Um, but <laughs> just for any, anyone who's just joining us like on oh, this episode God. you'll hear um, it again later <laughs> but yeah so as I grew up as a zone one home and I grew up in central London so we uh, grew up in a ta- I grew up in a tower block 23 tower block on the 8th floor my mum wasn't very keen on very letting us go because London wasn't what it is now oh wow the view must have been nice by the way it was amazing we, started, we had a view of the A40 oh no <laughs> I don't know if you've if, for any UK viewers if you ever used to watch E4 back in the day they used, yeah. to do, they used to feature these tower blocks as part of their yeah. idents. Honey, that was my that tower That was block. the tower block? Mm-hmm. Did you ever take a picture of it? Or we didn't have camera phones back then. In that really? time, it, it just no. wasn't something that really uh, occurred oh, to wow. us in that time. But um, So yeah, we lived on the eighth floor. So my mum wasn't very keen on us going out and playing and stuff. But the one thing we were allowed to do was to kind of go to the local library. Oh. So the local library really was like a community hub at that time. So before the era of Mumsnet and all the... You know, Mumsnet? And all, do you not know about Mumsnet? So, no. you know, it's where mums can, t- new mums can talk to each other and, oh. you know, they talk about and share tips What's and all that? kinds of things. Well, no, this is the thing. WhatsApp, Mumsnet, all these kind of groups yeah. kind of stemmed from things like that. But back in that time, there was not like coffee shops everywhere. Mm. There was not really safe spaces where women and children could go, you know, apart from the school. Schools were like one place, but the library was like another place where we could all go and like, you know, it was just a safe space. Mm. Like, you know, it was, it was clean, it was dry, it was warm, and, like, you know, the children would be engaged there, yeah. and the mums could, like, talk, and, you know, and also, like, comes, it, there was a couple of times, actually, it was quite scary, when uh, sometimes, uh, like, the mums would get followed by men, and, like... Into be, the library? Well, no, they'd be followed, like, they'd be walking home, and, like, there'd be, like, so there was always that kind of, like, people hanging around and following. It was, like I said, London wasn't what it is now. Not back in the 70s. A fu- <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was like, fuck you, about 70s. It was 1894, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the 80s London. Yes, I'm talking about 1980s London. I'm, I'm not ashamed of my age. No, I'm 21 the... plus two. <laughs> 21 plus one. Um, but anyway, so going to the local library, we had like an amazing librarian there yeah. called Mrs. Kiru. So she was from Sri Lanka. Oh. And she was an amazing lady. Like her outfit was like kind of like she predicted fashion before it happened. Like she always wore a sari, even in the coldest wow. winter. And she was like, sorry, cardigan and like some really sensible shoes. I oh, loved not her trainers. Sorry, not trainers. trainers. No, she used to wear sensible shoes. And like, she was just like, but she was amazing. Because then she spoke to all the mums and said, look, you've got to make your children read. Yeah. And she kind of drilled the important. And even with us as well, like, you know, as kids, like we would mess up the library and stuff. And she'd be like, no, you put the books back. <laughs> oh, and she was like, respect the books. She's like, and she said something like, which at the time was like, you know, we would always be like, it was such a silly thing to say. But yeah. actually she was like, respect the books and they'll respect yes. you. And yes. it's so, so true. And um, also the library used to do something called the Bookbuster Club. Oh, God. So every, so Another summer, BBC. There you go. That's where it started. So in the summer holidays, what we would do is like they would have a range of books and you would have to go, you'd go, you were allowed to get one book. 
you had to go home, read it, then you'd come back the next day and then you would tell the li- they used to get volunteers in to come in and, and listen mm. and you would tell the library you know, tell the librarian what the book was about. And then if they, you know, you had, so you had to had to read the book because yeah. they would ask you questions. Then you get a stamp in your bookmark, which you could customize. And um, I was the world record holder because everyone else, Aww. the maximum you could read was 30 books. And then, what do you mean the maximum? So because it was like one book a day and the library okay, was course, open on Sunday. Course, yes, yeah. And um, somehow, I can't remember how I managed it, I think, because, and there was also a bank holiday because this used to take place in August. Yeah. Um, but somehow I managed to read ahead and then they, the rules were you could only read one book at a time. You couldn't okay. take more than one book, but other libraries allowed you to do that because all the Westminster libraries did. So you couldn't take another book from a different library? No, you okay, had to fine. take it from that library, from that selection. Okay. And then I remember one day, like, you know, because my mum used to take us every day in the summer holidays because otherwise Steve was going crazy from boredom. So <laughs> if a library was our uh, relief kind of thing. And I remember for some reason one day she didn't let us, uh, she was like, oh, I can't go. Like, I think she was not feeling well. And then she's like, oh, I can't go. And then my older brother was like, oh, um, I'm not going. I can't be bothered. And my younger brother was too young. So that was the first time I left the house on my own. Because no. I was just like, no, I want to get my books done. Oh. So, and like, it led me to go out there and like uh, get the confidence to go out and read and stuff. I've been reading from like such an early age. And then even in school as well, we used to read like Sweet Valley High, Babysitter's <gasps> Club. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then also we had like a, a neighbour who lived next, to our, uh, who lived next door to us in our tower block. She had an amazing life story. Like oh. she was um, from Northumbria. Is that in the UK? Yeah, in the oh, north. Yeah, oh, Northumbria. Northumbria. Oh, sorry. Yes, 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 yes. And she uh, married a Polish man, and um, her family ostracised her as a result. Oh. And the only person who kept in touch with her was her niece. Yeah. And it's really unlikely because then, he, sadly, her husband passed away quite young. So she was like a young. She, I mean, when I say she was like in her fifties, and mm. like she became a widow. And like we then we moved in like, you know, soon after he had passed away, the next daughter. Yeah, yeah. And then her and my mom struck up a really unlikely friendship because it's amazing because I mean, just thinking about it, like, you know, my mom was from like had such a different life and this lady had, had such a different life. As and they well. connected even though the, the, there's nothing really obvious in common. Yeah. Yeah. And like also because the language barrier as well, because my mom's English wasn't as proficient ah, as it is now. Yeah. But she would talk to us kids, and again, she was another person who encouraged me to read. Really? And like, you know, she would always be like, "Oh, what are you reading at the moment? Yeah, tell me about the book." And she would tell us about the books that she read as well. Yeah. And then, like, also when the few times we were allowed to go to her house, because like obviously we were little shits, we would like destroy everything. <laughs> but when we got to her house, and I remember she had the most beautiful bookshelf, and she had loads of beautiful books on there, Aww. and that taught me in my head, like, I was always like, you know, I must respect my books. I mm. must keep. I want to keep them somewhere where I can display them and yeah. read them nicely. And yeah, so reading has always been like, and I've always had a book on the go and it's just been a great thing for me to kind of slip into. So books have always, yeah. my relationship with books is just kind of like a lifelong love. And, you know, whenever I go solo traveling as well, I always yeah. have a book with me because, you know, if there's a flight delay or even like if you're eating on your own, like first I used to be like, oh, that's so rude if I sit there and read on my own. I was why? Like, Who's going to check what, me? What, like, you know what, what, I mean? what is wrong with reading? And that you would do that at home. What's do that at home, exactly. Yeah. And then so when I was traveling on my own, it's wonderful to just take my book with me and then just read. And then when the food comes, mm. you know, you can read and carry on eating and reading. Yeah. And it's just yeah. wonder. I, I just love doing it. So books have played such a huge, like, kind of part in my life. And just I, I just love them to bits. And Aww. basically, I, 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 I just sweet Belle. <laughs> you are Belle. Je suis Belle. Oh, I my God. I'm the total beast. <laughs> <laughs> You're all packed away I in the know, West Wing. I was like, what? I, I'll give mine away one day. I'll be like, here, have all these freebies. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, that's such a nice story to hear as well in terms of, like, that completely makes sense based on the relationship I know you have with mm-hmm. reading. 
because it was yeah with me I'd never I've never really been a big reader at school yes because we were forced to mm-hmm. but then I'm thinking in my personal time I never it was never something that really gave me a lot of joy and maybe it's because I didn't read the right things or have the right kind of reinforcement because I, I think that's really critical and that's one thing I tend to do a lot with my niece now mm-hmm. um, because she's she loves reading yeah buy her a lot of books and I think having someone positively reinforce that Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not saying that if you don't read you can't be successful in life but it's such a nice way to kind of pass your time and it's a form of meditation i think yes because it helps you focus and this is one of the things that my attention span is incredibly (laughs) short no really (laughs) (laughs) what are we talking about (laughs) and i think it does encourage you to really focus for some for pleasure rather than thinking at work it's different isn't it when you're reading for work it's Mm -hmm. it's your job you have to you know absorb information and and it's not interest it's not always that exciting and interesting whereas for personal pleasure when i read it would always feel a little bit like oh now i'm thinking of i don't know doing something in the house or Mm -hmm. going out or on holiday i i see so many people around the pool i remember when i just got back from my trip recently as well i just (laughs) thought oh my god i was like I just, I just need to get this energy out, and I yeah. thought you have to find something that is you're really passionate about yes. to read, and we're going to talk about that today. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to that. We're coming to that. But yeah, so it's, I suppose I, I'd never really had that relationship with books, yes. even though growing up I did study English literature as well at school, for A level. So that's as far as I got in terms of probably reading something really good in terms mm. of quality. But thereafter, not not a massive reader. I think the last thing I did read, which I'm so shocked by, is the Book of Dust, which I don't know why I, I don't know why I read that when I'd not even read the prequel. I know. No, that, no, that was a prequel. Oh, and yeah, I was yeah. like, I haven't even read what is it? Oh, um, his Dark Materials. His Dark Materials. I was like, it's very good. His Dark Materials. It is. They turn that into a BBC documentary. Well, that's as well. a rare example of when um, a book adaptation has gone very well. Yeah. You know, and what was great is because um, I'd read all the trilogy. The trilogy, the trilogy, <laughs> and you know, you read. trilogy, exactly. I read, I read, but I can't pronounce my words. Uh, the trilogy, um, it was great because then watching the drama, it was interesting to see what they kept in, what they'd taken out. Yeah, and there's also like when they do book adaptations, there's a lot that they have to obviously for time, they have to skip a lot. So yeah. it's interesting to see, to have that back. I imagine people watching Game of Thrones, which you haven't seen. <laughs> or read. I saw read. episode two. No, I, you know, I haven't read it either, but I know that there was people who had read it and they would be like, oh, it's diverging from the books now. Yeah. Or, you know, there'd be a scene and I'd be like, why did this happen? Why did they not explain this? And they'd be like, oh, in the book, yeah. this is what happens. Yeah. So. I think that it, that's the challenge, isn't it? I remember with like, you think about like Harry Potter, that was an easy one to compare because mm. the book at the beginning, the books were so small, weren't they? So yes. it was easy to do. Like the first film I think is fantastic because it is completely mirrors a book. It's almost yeah. like that was a script, wasn't mm-hmm. it? But then as JK went on, <laughs> was it Order of the Phoenix? That was like 700 pages or something. I can't remember how. It's the last. It's a, Which Order was, of Phoenix was uh, over 500 pages. And it was then, huge. And it was the it? finale, Deathly Hallows. Uh, that Deathly Hallows that's, had the, that's the big thick time. That was the biggest yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But I remember just thinking, we are never going to get any of the epic moments like the battles in um which was the third one the prisoner prisoner of azkaban was the what was the one with the really good battle in the order of the phoenix order so of in the, the yeah oh my goodness that fight in the book was yeah. just written wasn't it so brilliant yeah it was so good and i think that's what i need to do i need to find things that i really latch onto and get excited by because i naturally just don't think oh i want to go read a story up adventures are either i live them or i watch them on tv yeah. or 
I don't know, I do other things, gaming, like other ways of absorbing a narrative rather than reading it. But mm. I mean, when we talk about today's special topic, <laughs> I feel like I don't want to reveal it yet. Um, it reminded me, no, it's such a good way to enjoy a story because you bring so much of your own experiences to the story. Exactly that. And I think what you said earlier about positive reinforcement is so, yeah. so true. It's like, if you because school does, for a lot of people, reading does remind them of school and they're yeah. you know the mo- for example like i hated science at school and oh. the moment that i could stop doing science i <laughs> i did yeah. because i was like i've got no interest in this whatsoever but as you said there is a book out there for everyone and if you can find like you know it doesn't have to be like the hot fiction like harry no. potter or you know the his dark materials is not for you that's fine yeah you know, you might like to read instructions. But that's super manuals. accessible, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's super exactly. But like, you might like to read cookbooks, or you might like to read. That's true. Um, but it's not a very long book, a recipe. <laughs> no, but, so, but you <laughs> that know, means I read because I do HelloFresh. I read, have a recipe. Every <laughs> but time. you know, it, even that, like you said, it's a form of meditation, and it's yeah. a form of kind of like taking you out of yourself and entering another. Mm. Even if you just skim the pages of the recipe book and be like, "Oh, <laughs> one day that would be nice for someone to make for me," <laughs> it's just still a thing to do. You know, it's yeah. There's other there's articles that you can read. There's the magazines of things yeah. exactly yeah, and yeah. also i think as well like you know i have to have a physical book in my hands i yeah, can't do the kindle that, yeah. like i just I, I think a kindle like i can understand the convenience and practicality of a kindle but i just love having a, like i had a friend uh, sadly who passed away but he used to call me carrie bradshaw my oh. drag queen friend because when i used to get books from the library he's like look at carrie bradshaw reading her oh. book <laughs> but it was like he i said like you know i do love the smell of the books and i love the feel of the book and yeah just also when you're reading a book as well like just knowing how far you are into it and i just like that whereas yeah. with a kindle it's That's just true. kind of like very it's the same thing but having said that if, if it was a choice between like not having you would um, still read through I, a digital I still, means yes yeah. exactly yeah, because we're thinking about sustainability I'm exactly assuming in the future maybe it will be mostly digital mostly digital well do you know it's funny I was watching um, a show the other day and on the BBC about culture it was inside culture or mm. something and they were saying how now there are some books that are being written to be you know so audible books are a great way for yeah, people who I did are sight impaired and, yeah. you know who, or you just want to listen to books yeah but now there's some books that are being written to be performed as audiobooks. Oh. So, they, so they've kind of bypassed their original kind of Interesting. Like, so, and, and like, you know, they were asking like some of the writers, they were like, is this a good idea or not? And some of the writers were like, no, this is not a good idea because, you know, the original book is in its printed form and then the audiobooks are derived from that. Yeah. Whereas other people were saying, well, this is, this could be a completely new medium. It's mm. like podcasts. Like who would have thought That's true. that podcasts would become so uh, prolific, especially ours. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's interesting. No, that's a good point. Yeah, no, so the Audible is one thing I did try a number of years ago because I kept saying, oh, I don't have a commute. I walk to work. Mm-hmm. I don't have a... Because everyone would say, oh, I read on the train or yeah. on my journey in. And I thought, okay, I'll start doing Audible. And I, I just fell out of it. I think I think I couldn't catch up because when you subscribe, yeah. you get... Is it a free book every month? I'm sure on I've Audible. I've never done it, to be honest. So I did it. And then I ended up having like... I think 18 books because I had it for a year and a half and I thought, I'm still on the sixth one. I was like, I have a quarter. And then you can pause it and still listen to them. So I I should go back to all the ones that I ended up buying with the credits. But Well, I mean, don't feel under pressure. It's like what you should do is if you you feel a compulsion to do so. I'm keen to to get some good stories. I think find the books that speak to you. Like what are the books that really resonate with you? And the thing is, it does take a bit of uh, deep diving and stuff and delving. To find out what you like. Find out what you like. So like I said, it might, if it's not fiction, it might be non-fiction. It might be, 
some some sort of ma- you know some people like to read manuals you know manuals like, you know like car manuals and stuff there's all but there's the thing is there is a book out there for everyone yes. so find your book and just read it and don't worry about what anyone else thinks of the book or you know unless you're reading 50 shades which is absolutely dreadful let me tell you don't like i remember reading like the first page in asda and i chucked it in the fruit aisle because i was like <laughs> this is a pilot and also like when you go to like charity bookshops as well you know like charity shops and you go to yeah. the book section there's always 50 shades there because people are just <laughs> giving it away i was like you know so that was incredible marketing was it we need to talk about that because i remember when i was at work when one of the my friends at work had said i'm reading 50 shades of gray and she would love all these hilarious romance no- novels mm. Mm. Oh my God, there's just a connection that I've just made to something else that we're going to be talking about, Tyra Banks. America's Next Top Model. Remember the episode where they had Fabio? Who oh did Grace as a cover of all the romance novels. Mills and Boons, yeah. Yeah, they, and, so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she was telling me about this romance novel she was reading and I just thought, oh, it's going to be some Danielle Steele crap. I used to read Danielle did Steele. You? So oh. me and that la- our neighbour used to talk about oh Danielle Steele. Oh my God, Danielle Steele was so funny because like, you know, what was really funny about Danielle Steele is because like it was always like very adult and i was yeah I, so my reading age was really advanced no one should be surprised <laughs> and, uh, so at the age of 10 i was reading daniel Steele, and they're like you know when like they've described the sex and like um obviously now i realize it was written with the female gaze in mind like in the sense that like oh. you know but when female, I, read, I thought you meant the female gaze, gaze. Oh. <laughs> no not lesbians as in g-a-z-e okay um, and that's another point. Reading also extends your vocabulary like uh-huh. nothing. Oh, absolutely. Like I remember like my English teacher used to say to me, mm. read every, like read books, read newspapers, read yes. magazines, read uh, read as much as you can. Yeah. And then you will learn lots of different words. Obviously you can't pronounce them like trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it helps you become more articulate. It becomes yeah. articulate. And also you understand, like I remember uh, once again, we're doing our A round B. Let, round. Let's enjoy <laughs> let's that go. trip to <laughs> B by going by exactly. Z. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was like uh, I was once in a really important meeting with all these lawyers, mm. and one of the lawyers was like, uh, um, "Oh, can you truncate that for oh, me?" Oh, truncate. And yeah. I, uh, I didn't know, what, yeah. I didn't know yeah. what truncate meant at the time, so I was just like, "Oh my god, he's just about fine." You know, a really important <laughs> meeting. <laughs> what truncate was like? You, you truncate what? like you know. How and old then, were you? And then I looked. Uh, how dare you? I no, was, I was, was in my mid twenties. <laughs> oh, you didn't know what truncate? <laughs> I did. It just it wasn't a word that I'd really come True. across. True. Why would you? Yeah. yeah. But then after that, and then like suddenly, like when I learned what it meant, and it was really hilarious because I told one of the other lawyers, and she was like cracking up. Oh. Every time she said it, she said, Bouchard, if you feel like you need to truncate, go to a trumpet. <laughs> I think even though I might have misinterpreted it to be trumpet. <laughs> but then every time I go, uh, I'd see the word truncate, it always reminds oh, me. Oh, that's that. cute. It's a nice trigger. I remember we did, I can't remember what it was that we read once. And I, I literally, it was when we were at school, I was going through the dictionary. I was like, oh, I'm just going to learn all these crazy words. I didn't know. <laughs> and I remember going in to school once, and I was just writing for my English teacher all these words that just didn't fit together in a sentence and she was just like so you really need to know the meaning of them in full and the context rather than bashing them all together in one sentence I was like I just wanted to prove I could use the word hemoglobin in a sentence <laughs> I was so happy I was like oh my god I'm in junior school I can use the word hemoglobin <laughs> but you know it's so funny when you were talking about Fifty Shades because Twilight as well both of them started as fan fiction and they were also oh. self-published as well. Were they? Um, and they, well, I definitely know Fifty Shades was self-published. And they, it had and they, to have been. No <laughs> one proved that. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, like, um, the, that's people who've read books and, you know, kind of like, inhabit, they've taken it, you know, created their own world. And in a way, that's what, you know, that transphobe J.K. Rowling did oh. and what Philip Pullman has done and everybody else. So it's, it's interesting, that kind of offshoot of, like, you know, reading that, 
it kind of encu- you know it kind of gives you the confidence to go out and do something of your own and yeah and also and there shouldn't be any shit i know we were joking about daniel Steele and mm. 50 shades of gray if that's what people want to read that they can read whatever they want yeah. to read and our, it was funny that how it was word of mouth that really was an incredible snowball for that to be such a huge book and look what it ended up becoming in terms of a franchise through the movies Mm. but I found I was just like so surprised by the obsession and then it just made me think I I read excerpts of it and I just thought this is drivel isn't it but I almost feel like it's fun to read drivel Mm -hmm. Um, but before we get on to the the drivel drivel. let's talk about I just want to to make quickly one more point go on Um, please do on a a very serious note as well we are very privileged to be able to read because yes. if you think of those people who are illiterate or who didn't get the chance to learn or for, and, for some reason are able to and, or yeah. not able to and you know one the one thing they would love to because if you think about i remember there was also like another tv show where they, they had um, adults who couldn't read oh. and like daily life was a struggle for them Damn, like you yeah. know they had to do everything for example like even reading road signs they wouldn't know where to go because they couldn't read the road signs like you know they knew their own routes and things like that Damn, yeah. or if they got a letter in and they wouldn't know what to do and it was so amazing watching mm. adult learners learn to read it was incredible and like also oh. in prisons as well like you know when you get prisoners who don't know how to read and they oh. you know i think it, uh, and it creates a lot of societal issues as well yeah, i mean yeah. that's just a serious like a serious that's society a good point. i don't even think about that in terms of the ability to read and maybe there is you know children you know, from maybe when we were younger as well mm. there was probably more common for maybe children not to be brought up in a household where maybe english was spoken as much and they probably yeah. had you know less ability and i'm, I'm hoping now that what well I even in this day and age there are children who, be, yeah, yeah, children who have, have literacy, literacy problems issues. in this country in this a supposed first world country that's a good point. there are children who can't read so like if you so with that in mind i'd say to our listeners like you know if you are reading daniel Steele or you want to yeah. read 50 shades of gray do it at because least you're at le- reading yeah exactly yeah. at least you've got that privilege to do so so use it don't worry about what yeah I, I can't judge anyone what I snobby really fashionista it. next to you with the birkin bags it's probably me <laughs> <laughs> is judging you over but yeah, yeah but Bush, tell me what is your favorite book before we talk about the fun stuff before yeah exactly before we get to because we we need to get to that yes um so I've obviously no surprise. I've got loads of favorite yes. books, but the book I've chosen to speak about today is Tiger Eyes by Judy Bloom. Okay. So what I don't is know. About? Have you ever read it? No, I've not even heard of it. <laughs> I don't sorry. even know why I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking. Me, well, no, Judy Bloom was a, a book that I read um, in my teenage years, um, along with the Sweet Valley Highs and Babysitters oh. Club. And Judy Bloom really, she uh, wrote from, uh, you know, she writes from a teenagers, but teenage girls in particular, okay. American teenage girls. Who are our spirit animals? I was going to say, oh my God, I'm going to love this. <laughs> you would love I'm this. Love you it. should read, you know, there's two actual books which I absolutely love. So one is Tiger Eyes. So Tiger Eyes is a lovely story. Um, it's about a girl whose uh, father owns a 7-Eleven. Okay. And one night he gets shot. And okay. then she has to move in with her uncle and aunt mm-hmm. in a different part of America. Yeah. Uh, and her mum kind of like breaks down after like wow, the dad dies. Course, yeah. She's got her younger brother and she's struggling with her teen. And also she's like, she's starting high school. So there's all these things going on. Yeah. And then she meets this like mysterious guy called Wolf mm-hmm. in the canyon. And she strikes up an unlikely friendship with him. Hmm. It's the sweetest book in the world. Oh. I've read it a million, million. I've read it so many times. I misplaced my original copy. I don't know where it is. So I went out and bought a new copy. And that copy is already like, I. it's a, it's a book I can pick up and I can open any page and I'll really? finish it to the end. I can't, like, I love it so, so much. Another book by Judy Bloom, which I absolutely love. And if you're listening and like, you know, this resonates with you or you know what I'm talking about, just make some noise. <laughs> like whether I don't care where you are, just make some noise because you know what I'm talking about forever. And so this is about, oh, <laughs> that is forever. Like you, like you ever read? You didn't even know who Judy Bloom is. 
but that book so it's about a girl's first experience of sex and at the time it was so controversial because people were like oh my god she's right but uh, that book taught me a lot about sex and it, it, no, but it, <laughs> Have you been doing it wrong the whole I've been time. Doing it wrong the whole time. No, it was just an amazing book. It, like it was really controversial for its time, and yeah. a lot of people were like, "Teenagers shouldn't be allowed to read it." But what it did was like it really kind of demystified the process, <laughs> but also it just kind of like empowered me to like ask questions or look it up and not feel ashamed of looking it up. Yeah, yeah. And like obviously, th- this book was written like with teenage girls in mind. But it resonated. Like there's something because it's our spirit animal, like you said. Animal. But I think it, like, do you know what? I honestly, it's not like a huge book. You lend so it to me. I will. Sure. Yeah, have I you will. got that one? I, I have yeah. got it. I'll, I'm going to lend, lend it to you. And the pages are stuck together. Sorry. <laughs> no, <joking. laughs> I will definitely be using rubber gloves. Yeah, but um, no, stuff. But it's just such a lovely book. Oh. And um, you know, there has been talk of TV, TV adaptations, and I'm always like, please don't, because yeah, this it's is special just, because it's a book. Yeah, I don't think a TV adaptation would do justice to it. And I think, like, if you grew up reading those books, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. All of Judy Bloom's books were just, are incredible. And I, like, you know your niece when she's of a certain oh. age? I mean, I would love, you know, you should definitely gift them to her. Because I just think that, like, even for today's kids, I think they will they will have some sort of, like, you know, resonance, definitely. So that is she also your favourite author? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's great, but <laughs> I don't actually have a favourite author as such. But those so then who do you favorite. go to the most? Like, if you'd say, say like, this is a uh, an author that I read a lot, who, who would jump out to you? Uh, so at the moment, there's two authors mm. I'm reading lots of. One is Bernadine Evaristo. Okay. So she won the Booker Prize, uh, I think it was like uh, two years ago, for Girl, Woman, Other, which is a fantastic book. And the other is uh, Elif Shafak. Mm. And she also was in on the long list for the Booker Prize. And she's a Turkish author. And oh, she, wow. I just love In English, she, or is it translated? Yeah, in English. Okay, she writes yeah. in English. She lives in London. And I just love the way she writes she's oh, just such a great but there's so many writers like I could go on and on so I'm going to ask a... you uh, like who <laughs> so, no do you want because no, 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 I, I, I could t- like, I would, if, uh, if you keep getting me to talk I will make this a two-parter because I won't be able to shut up because I love books so much like you know so you tell me who's your favourite author what is my favourite author or who is my favourite book I was thinking I was like what could I say what have I read more than once <laughs> <laughs> No, what it would be a kids book. I honestly, I can't remember. I, no shame th- in that. No, there is probably what Spot have I read? Dog. No, <laughs> Tiger who came to. T- no, 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 no. I mean, as though. an adult, it probably was like Harry Potter. That was the only. Okay, that's probably that's the fine, last series I saw. But I don't really have a favorite. I'm trying to think. As a kid, probably James and the Giant Peach. I read that a hundred <laughs> times over. I love Roald Dahl. I was- <laughs> That is why the Peach emoji is my favourite. This is not the only fans edition. I knew it would be something like that. I want, I want to read you. You want that James book. and his giant peach. I was like, I really want them to do an adult version of this. I think you'll find there are adult versions available. Uh, oh. no, that's the one I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> But, oh, but, but other than that, there is another very special book in my heart that I finally started, which is 
model life. Oh my god. So we, we cannot push put this we, off anymore. We, we have been, we, I didn't uh, realise we'd already announced it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was holding back. I'm so glad like, you're paying attention. I mean this is this is what this is what happens, kids, when you don't read. You don't pay attention <laughs> to what happened literally five minutes ago. <laughs> the only reading I do is I'm wanging wanking my finger right now is like shady. Shady reading where you're just like, what are you? Anyway, we so are gra- let's, Should we just like clink them together? I feel like this is like they're quite heavy, <laughs> this aren't they? Not it? the only fans sound. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real sound. Wow, effect, that is a real book. So just to put this in context for everybody, please, can you just um, remind us? Because yes, I wasn't us. paying attention, so I'm sure there are other people that were. So, Model Land is the first work of fiction by supermodel <laughs> and entrepreneur. <laughs> How dare you, uh, Tyra Banks, who was the host of America's Next Top Model. So long-time listeners will know that uh, America's yes, Next Top we Model bring her up is one all of the, the time. It's one of the pillars of this podcast. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's so so fundamental. Um, and this is a book that uh, was featured in the All Stars um, edition of the series. Basically, at the end, Tyra announced that she'd written a book, <laughs> and there was this whole nonsense about her going to Barnes and Nobles, which is a big bookstore, yes. book chain in America. Yeah. It's like our Waterstones, exactly. And buying the book, and then like I can't remember. She has like this really, it's really, it's all staged, and it's like kind of like oh, Tyra's on her, you know, on a tea break, and she's just popping to the shops to buy her book. And it's like, why are you buying your own book, you silly cow? Like, you know. <laughs> but um, so this book so you very kindly gifted this to me I did. In the, at, so at the end of the I very... knew you were going to love it I just thought I needed to get you the hardback edition exactly and like if I knew how to edit properly I'd like edit to flashback in <laughs> like you do that moment but I don't know how to so I'm just going to describe it <laughs> so I had no idea Sonny was going to buy this for me and he is very kind and I, and I love it and appreciate it I knew you were going to love it um, and I read it all <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah so before we review it so I, what I want to do is I want to kind of just Please. read a little bit of the blurb out oh my god it's just so people yeah. know what this book is about because um, we still don't know exactly <laughs> okay so here we go no one gets in without being asked and with her untamable hair large forehead and gawky body Tuki de la creme isn't expecting an invitation model land the exclusive mysterious place on top of the mountain never dares to make an appearance in her dream but someone has plans for Tuki before she can blink her mismatched eyes Tuki finds herself in the very place every girl in the world obsesses about and three unlikely girls have joined her. Only seven extraordinary young women become <laughs> intoxicated. And I have their photos <laughs> in my hands. Famous, <laughs> worshipped, magical. What happens to those who don't make it? Well, no one really speaks of that. Some things are better left unsaid. This blurb goes on and on. <laughs> Thrown into a world where she doesn't seem to belong, Tookie glimpses a future that could be hers. She survives the beastly catwalk corridor and terrifying thigh-high boot camp. <laughs> or could it? Dark rumours like silken threads swirl around the question of why Tuki and her new friends were selected. And the shadows around Modelland hide sinister secrets. Are you ready? Modelland is waiting for you. No, 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 no. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, the only thing that got me through this was reading this entire bag. Yeah, that's exactly how I read it. Like, this is like a design to be an audio book. So obviously the premise of the book is uh, so no spoilers. Yeah, no, please. No. <laughs> if that blurb didn't give it all away to you, <laughs> that is the story. <laughs> so it's about a young girl who has mismatched eyes, and um, there's a competition every year to enter this place called Model Land, and only seven girls are chosen. They each get given like a gold star, much like the golden snitch from Harry Potter. Do you remember? <laughs> um, and you know, like Harry Potter gets a letter under the stairs. It's very similar to that setup. Oh, yeah. 
And then they go to this model uh, model land and they get put through their paces, through a series of challenges. Stop me when this sounds familiar. <laughs> put, put, put through their paces and that, you know, they're discriminated on against their body or their uh, lack of ability to model or to smise. And yeah. It was, yeah. But, but that was an amazing synopsis <laughs> because honestly... But honestly, that's not even a fifth of the book. Oh my God. So I, there was this fantastic Goodreads review, which I read. And what, like they put it better because when I first thought about how the hell am I going to describe this to someone who's never read it? And then I read, I, I just looked at the Goodreads review and someone was like nailed it as always. Like, God bless YouTube, Reddit, oh Goodreads, all these places where people are allowed to review because... And some, just be honest. And just be honest. Remember like, remember the, the um, in our Super Bowl episode, when someone said like the oh, yeah. closing <laughs> ceremony for 2020 <laughs> or like or our all-time favorite what is rita aura rita horror rita horror is rihanna's uh, oh understanding. understanding i mean yeah. like that's the greatest yeah. shade of all time i know it's so harsh it's so, so, harsh. so someone said that is like tyra went to a buffet of books and picked out all the <gasps> books that she's liked and that is exactly what so this has got elements of um harry potter yes that's the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, it's kind of got Lord of the Rings. God. It's got um, Matrix. It's got America's Next Top Model. It's an autobiography because there's like another black model there who gives Tookie a hard time. Mm, where no, no, that that? Could be. Like, who could that be? And like, you know, there's judges and there's like boy models and it's just... There's just, yeah, so do you know what? So first of all, so if Tyra is listening to this by any we chance, we love it. Do you know what? No, 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 we don't. No, 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 no. no. You haven't even read it, bitch. But, so I will say this: like, do you know what? Tyra, well done for writing the book because, like, I have to. Be, and I, in all seriousness, I mean that. Like, anyone who has written a book, I, I give praise to you because it's not an easy thing to do. And then even more so to get it published and get it distributed and all of that is is a huge deal. Having said that, this book is like, oh my God, like it takes a hundred pages. So you see that blurb that I read out to you? That's the, that, that's the first hundred pages of the book. It takes a hundred pages for something to happen. And then it takes another subsequent hundred pages for the next incident to happen. And by the time you get to the end, you're so fatigued. You're like, "What the fuck happened?" Like, <laughs> yeah, did, did this? And then there's there's be like there'll be like kind of top model challenges, or there'll be like Tyra's like experiences. So like you know she's living in an apartment, or there's like a editor who doesn't like her, or she's been told that her forehead <laughs> is too big, or she's been told that everything that you know that is unique about her is terrible only for it to save the day later on it's, there's so many ideas here it's so dense it's so kind of like, dense it's in many dense. ways and then there's also like loads of racial stereotypes no one should be surprised so there's an indian <gasps> character who comes from a mysterious land let me i'm just gonna actually pull oh up the page God. but i mean what page what did you how far did you get into so i got into so what i started with because i remember we talked about this very briefly didn't we just a week ago mm. when we were getting prepped i was like I need to restart model and you were like Sunny trust me you're not going to get through it and I was like really I was like it must be fascinating it's going to be hilarious you're like no just read the back of the acknowledgement start with that and then we'll go from there and so I read that and the first chapter but Mm. Bushen the I was I think I'm going to read this and I think I'm going to enjoy it because I was cracking up so many times reading this mainly because of all the points you mentioned the references to her life to <laughs> other books she's completely ripped things off that I know I mean I don't read that much but it was so many things so I was like I've read that and that sounds very familiar she's just gone out and thought 
what are the ideas that have made a lot of money? I'm just going to steal them and then embellish every experience I've had in my life. I mean, I got that just from the little bits I read. But what was hilarious in the acknowledgements when I was first reading it? It's like, what is it? Six pages? I would read, there's a portion I want us oh, to read need out to, that we, we need, need to, to... But before I do that, I just wanted to talk about like, um, uh, where was it? So, this, I mean, look, what does this remind you of? So this Go. is from uh, the book. So there's a character called Comellini, who's like a beautiful, <gasps> fierce beauty from the East. I have mm, That is unsure. so... <laughs> But her name is so... Camellini, I know. Just like kind of... And then she's, she's like, um, guess what, young, young Camellini cried to the family. I actually secured parts for you all, for all of you in my mother's next film. And I did not mean a few rupees worth of background work. I mean, bona fide speaking parts, real paychecks. The family looked gratefully at each other. Some began to sob, but it was happy sobbing. Their eyes alight with joy. <laughs> But the scene does not shoot in here, Chakra, Camellini went. It is a scene that leads up to the grand dance number and it shoots in Cappuccino and Treasure So Cappuccino and Treasure are obviously other country. Like she's talking about Bollywood and it's so fucking obvious <laughs> to people who don't even watch Bollywood that that's what, what? she's talking about. And it's just, oh my God. The, you know, the, there's so many situations. Like I was just thinking of another one before we, we just say the acknowledgements, don't we? Yeah, it's just too epic. <laughs> but this is what another rep. Tell me what this is a reference yeah, to God. maybe. But actually this is probably before that as Tookie waited this is the first pe- <laughs> this is the first chapter as Tookie waited I know when I was, I was like how I did like, you get that, that early I said like, that early as Tookie waited she lifted her face sorry lifted to her face a cold canister of whipped cream inserting the nozzle straight into her mouth she pressed a trigger that delivered the airy sweetness directly onto her tongue a bit of cream accidentally dropped from her mouth and dripped from her chin to her neck with each squirt, more and more of the cream fell into her snug-fitting, fitting, hand-me-up blue blouse, which had once been her younger sister's. Another squirt landed in her hair. She had licked her tiny baby fingers from thumb to pinky and prepared for the next squirt. I was like, <laughs> wow, Bush and I am reading this! Because this is like Fifty Shades of Grey in Model Land. Oh, good luck. I mean, for those who've just tuned in, that was not the OnlyFans Lounge <laughs> that you were listening to an excerpt. From Model Land by Tyra Banks. Oh, oh no, all, she gets all credit for this. We, we can't. Do, I was like, is this the way this book is tying? I was like, really? And then, I mean, do you want to go into the acknowledgement? I've got other hilarious moments in the main. Well, this is another bit I just wanted to describe. Tell, please tell so me. So, can you tell me what's going on here? I'm not going to set it up. Oh, no, no, you go, 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 go. Okay. Abigail brought the knife to her chest. No, Harriet screamed. But instead of impaling her body with the weapon, Abigail began to scrape her body with it. Tuft of her thick underarm hair tumbled to the ground. With lightning speed, Abigail shaved her sideburns, her arms, her most private of parts, and then her legs. She finished by removing all the knee-length black hair from her head. Every trace of her hair, eyebrows included, was gone and lay in clumps at her feet. So basically, this girl has just shaved her panani (laughs) and her head, all the hair off her body. And then they ask her why. And then she's like, "Um, Mom, I'm giving it all, minus the portions deemed inappropriate, to hair for pitter-patter. So she does it for charity. And that is, I think it's a reference to the makeover episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't you think? Well, there's a whole segment about makeovers, honestly. I can't wait to get to that. You know what? I, we're going to have to have a separate <laughs> catch up. This will be an only fans, fans lunch moment. But I was just going through and these, all these acronyms. The day of discovery gets turned into T-Dodd. And what was, there was another one that was, I mean, this is just like in the first chapter, there was like, look, B3, that stupid name of the school. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? I was like, what is it? Bauble? Because there were, there was a factory that used to make baubles and beads and bangles or something. I was like, <laughs> what kind of crazy crap is it? But the bit that made The me. acknowledgements. I mean, like, so let me put this in context for you. So uh, obviously no. this was during the pandemic and it was lockdown. So it's not like I had anywhere to go <laughs> and books were like my escape. So this, uh, I thought this is the perfect time to read Model Land. I kid you not, it took me two months to read this because I just had to, I had to stop and start. I couldn't do it consistently because it's like, a, do you know there's um, M&S, there's a Knickerbocker Glory. Have you ever had one of those desserts? Yeah. yeah. And you know, like the first spoon tastes amazing. And then it's the like, second it's just one too is much, like, and then <laughs> you can never finish it. That's what is that what's going to happen? I had to have the like you like good luck, but oh see you this time next year because you will I, still I'm be not, reading. I'm it. not going to get through. But it. But then when I read the acknowledgement, it was so. So I want to. So I think we should both read an excerpt from it. Okay, you, you pick. Yeah, I'll, you I'll pick. pick one first, and then I'll yeah. tell you which one that yeah. I'd like you to. Please, please. So and then you're going to read. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the first bit. So if you Where go to um, page five six five, so read along if yes. you are at home. So I'm. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, if anyone else has <laughs> this, if you have this, you know what? You are. You're the guest. Exactly. Pull your copy out and just turn to the page and read along with us so i'm going to read this bit up here and then you're going to read from this so i want to just do... set this up in terms of what she's doing and this acknowledgement just bragging about holidays basically <laughs> this acknowledgement is just like the most but also this is the most disturbing acknowledgements i've ever read because one of my big criticisms of this book was like i would love to give this class to a class of editors and say to them edit this book for me teach me how because uh, you know all shade aside there are some good ideas in here and there are some good moments i think it's quite fair they, it's, should, they need to adapt it and also there's a lot of concepts in here as well. so but apparently she handed in a thousand page manuscript oh, no, as I the first draft bit. and then the, the final version is what 567 pages <laughs> and i was like your editor did it like this needs to go this needs to be taken right down it to could two be a short story it could be, it could be 20 pages it could, honestly. No, but she could take it right down. This could have been like a Harry Potter, you know, serialization. Yeah. And it could have made such a great impact. But it kind of... Well, anyway, let's... She listen. didn't have the time or the funding. She just crammed everything that she could think of. Like you said, it's a knickerbocker glory. Well, no, listen to this. So this, so I'm going to read the excerpt oh. up. But this is the first bit of the acknowledgements where she says, The idea for Modeland came to me while I was in a car on the FDR Drive in New York City. I jotted it down on a piece of scratch paper and tucked it into my purse. Four years later, so four years later, she hasn't cleaned no out her bag. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That scrap of paper has transformed into the book or digital thingamajig you now hold in your hands. And because of that, I have many people and places to say <laughs> merci, danke, and gracias to. But anyway, listen to this bit, and then you're going to read out the next bit. So, Morocco, the weeks I spent with you produced such superb material. Thank you to the Amagina Resort for your candlelight and to Abdul for the verbena tea you kept pouring at three in the morning when I was on a writing roll with insane jet lag. Well, yeah, that that rings true throughout the book. (laughs) Morocco, thank you for the architectural inspiration for the atrium in the feds. I don't know what the feds is yet. Yeah, you don't need to know. (laughs) Thank you. This is the bit that killed me. Thank you to the wonderful people of the Berber village I visited. 
It was a real treat for me to read a section know, of That's Mo- my favourite bit. <laughs> it was a real treat for me to read a section of Modeland for half an hour to children who didn't speak English. I thought if I could hold their attention that long, maybe my book had a chance at success. Shukran. Those poor children, wherever you are, claim find a lawyer, sue her. I mean, it's only 10 years ago. You can you you got this, honestly. I mean, but what's more hilarious is that she thought the measure of success of her book was based on children that couldn't understand a word she was saying. And sitting there for half an hour, mesmerised by this lady with a large forehead, reading out her book. I mean, I think anyone, if she had done Jack and Ori or something, I think anyone would be mesmerised by that. Oh I mean, like, she really missed a trick there, not doing like some sort of audio. But can you read Which that paragraph? Bit? So just uh, from oh, there. Yeah. So, Greece, I polished my baby on your soil. <laughs> This, sorry, this is an extract from my book. Of my <laughs> that's that's right, no, this is why I wanted you to read this. <laughs> sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> Greece, I polished my baby on your soil. I had to finally let her go while I was in your clutches. Hitting the sand button while I was staring at creep waves was not easy. <laughs> but all children must be launched into the world. It was time. <laughs> I was just like, oh my. But doesn't she later go back to that and talk about some person? Which writer was it? Is it... Um, the the horror writer um, Stephen, Stephen King, King. <laughs> which is thanking Stephen King because he had written two books about how to write a book and how you've got to let him go. I was like, oh my god, it, this is not horror, but it is another <laughs> well, it type may, of no, horror. It is, there is horror. It's it's a, oh there my is. god, I'm living for this book. They need to adapt it. We should. They this. need to edit it. <laughs> like I've got the time now. I might just go through and run <laughs> with my red pen and edit it and rewrite it. Uh, do you know what TPIM listeners and if you've read Modeland or if you know if you are you know anyone who's heard of it please exactly contact. please contact us and if you'd like me to go through and rewrite this for, as fan fiction I want it I will, I will happily do so honestly uh, I want it like one of my other favourite bits so if, while you look for that Stephen King bit I want to read out this yes, what was you the go. other bit that I saw that just uh, I mean there's so much that killed me but, like you know <laughs> Oh, do you know what? So guess who gets a mention in the thank yous? Ken Mock! T-P-I-M <laughs> So she's like, Ken Mock, my dear partner on Top Model, you are an amazing cheerleader and an even more amazing father. And finally, you can visit Model Land and not just in your sleepy awake dreams. And But the, uh, the joke's on Tyra. Well, actually, yeah, the, the, joke. the joke's on us. No, no, do you Because that is true. No, but so I, I, was, I was looking into it and like, so obviously Model Land was meant to open in 2020 and because of the pandemic. The actual we, Model Land. The actual we, Model we Land. We need to set it up. It, we? We, remember, what we were going to do a field trip. But I've just read today <laughs> that apparently um, it's been postponed indefinitely. indefinitely. You know what? I, you know what I was doing earlier? So if we want to start crowdfunding, like... I was on the website earlier. Oh, the model. <laughs> it's amazing because you put the link in, yeah. and it was hilarious because most of the FAQs are, "What do I do if I've paid for a ticket but I can no longer make it?" I was like, no, all sales are fine. No, it was just yeah. all about you're not getting out of it. You, but it's basically any opportunity for them to sell something. Exactly. Well, this. Do you know that's what this book is? This book is a triumph of marketing. Like, even we, as Zone One has bought into the Tyra Banks machine, into the, what was it called? The Bankable Productions. Bankable. You know, the Ken Mock had us there. But we bought into that whole kind of psyche. And, the, you know, because as Top Model fans, I was, you know, we, I was so excited to read this. I was like, wow, you know, she banged on about it. God knows how many times. I mean, at the moment, like, um, you know, she had Tyra Beauty. Apparently that ceased to trade anymore. Oh. And her big thing at the moment is uh, ice cream. So ice oh. cream. Oh, ice cream. Yeah. Mm. And so that's her big thing. At the moment. And on, like on our um, Instagram as well, I posted like a, 
thing where she's trying to teach modeling and she just looks like she's completely lost the plot but it was entertaining but not in the way that i hoped it would be <laughs> and like I, I mean now i can talk about it but i think that it was do you know it's a really i do feel a bit let down because as a tyra fan because i was like oh. you know i feel that this could have been so much and it probably you know for us like it's a bit of a joke yeah. obviously i know we're but being can you imagine mean. like anyone no but it's true we're being honest i mean we think we're being mean read the goodreads reviews <laughs> honestly i'm gonna send them to you but um, if you think about like young girls who've idolised Tyra and who really kind of wanted this to be, because I remember this kind of took me back to that time where like you know um, I'm just trying to think of an example like you know you'd watch like an icon of someone you really really loved mm. and then they would do something like they would go out of their comfort zone they'd okay. do like and a film made a shit album yeah or they make a shit album or they'd you know do a film and they'd be rubbish in that uh. film or something and you'd be and you'd felt like you had to defend your idol you'd be like no and no you she can't was defend like, her. But I can't defend Tyra. Like really? I, I want. Like, I'm trying to look for that line in the acknowledgements. I'm just going to try and find Please it. Please find it. Like talk amongst yourselves. No, when I look for it. While you're looking for that, because I just want to read out this one <laughs> bit that make it kind of summed it up for me in terms of why you said it's so bad, it's bad. Mm. Because there's this little section where they're talking about this guy. It's, they're introducing Theo, who's obviously meant to be some sort of love interest. Yeah. He's, he's probably with Naomi, I presume. The the, the girl that would maybe don't tell me. Don't mm-hmm. don't tell me. Don't yeah. tell me. Um, so yeah I think her first encounter she reminisces about um, when he's on her way down the corridor I was so confused by what the hell she was just lying down on the floor in this school it was so strange but he's he's approaching her and she reminisces about a time where she fell down the stairs and I was just like <laughs> I was waiting for that broken doll reference I was like it's coming it's coming, it's coming. there it is because like, yeah. that's where she was laying down with her legs all broken doll at the beginning mm. and then he talk, she talks about how he comes up to her and approaches her to say are you okay can I help you but she's just so overwhelmed by his presence that she just is completely like mute <laughs> but then you think that something's coming in terms of there'll be some kind of epic moment Mm -hmm. between them some connection or spark but it says and then he turned around and left they hadn't talked since yeah (laughs) it's like wait a minute there was a nice build up there but now we're moving on to another topic yeah it just the attention span is she's just got far I mean like you know it's so funny I think Jill the only way maybe we might have to come back to this can we do a deeper dive on this I think so maybe do you know maybe there's uh, we, we will come back to this in some shape or form I think the last word I want Please. to have on this, and then I'm going to take it to the bridge because we, we are. You know what I mean? I've just realised, yeah. So, um, so to you, so this is from Tyra. This is in that. So the acknowledgements are still going on, by the way. So if you if you fell asleep, wake once up. you've listened yeah. to her whole world global holiday itinerary, which is what I took from it. I mean, how many? There's also like another great line where she's like, um, "Thank you to Harvard Business School, of oh, course, that one week drop. I spent there." Do you know what I mean? And then my marketing professor, Rohit Deshpande, oh. was schooling me on Hindi and, Indi- <laughs> Hindi and Indian culture. Well, honey, like, you still got it wrong, massively. Like, there's so <laughs> many... Yeah, let's, let's not even go let's there. Let's not go there. So, it probably, he was, probably wasn't even Hindu. Exactly. <laughs> no, he is. Rohit oh, is he? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shame on you. Tyrant you more than that. <laughs> She's been schooled in the culture. But um, so this is what... Yeah, so this is like the final word of kind of... Um, go, go. So to you, the person reading this book, my first novel... Oh, yeah. What can I say to express my deepest gratitude? Fuck you. (laughs) Releasing model land into the world, into your hands, makes me feel so excited yet extremely vulnerable. I'm nervous and curious about how each chapter makes you feel and which characters speak to you, which ones you love, hate or love to hate. Model land is no longer mine. It belongs to you. I hope you enjoyed reading her as much as I did writing her. Thank you for spending your precious time with my baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that is that. <laughs> we're, I'm taking it to the bridge. We need to do, you know, otherwise, we're going to go into space. Honestly. So, books are a privilege and we are so, so, so lucky to have access to them and to be able to dip into other worlds and expand our minds beyond what we know. Whether you, to lo- whether you love to read or not, we hope this has inspired you to pick up a book. Because after all, reading is what? Fundamental! Right. Well, okay, I, let's head. I, you know what? That I lounge is in a club. <laughs> you need oh a God, drink. Last orders at the lounge. Wow. Honestly, my You need to be me. wasted to get. <laughs> <laughs> but you know Sadly, what? You I'm get turned away. I know. I'm, I'm really excited to carry on reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I want you to read it because I think, like, do you know what? We will come back and discuss this in I some other shape. To, or form. We have to. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't think I can read it again. No, no, I'll be I, I can't afflict it. Can... What you can do is, I'll just remind you of a little extracts when yeah. I'm reading it, and then we can just. Yeah. And I can relieve the trauma yeah. with you. <laughs> God. So we were actually talking about Tyra's uh, model land in the US. Oh my God, Bush, and let's just go to the website for a moment. <laughs> I just, the, but firstly, let, there's an amazing picture of Tyra. This site looks recent. Yes. Is it recent? If well, it's no longer coming, coming soon. soon. <laughs> it's not coming soon. Um, I, I also like how she's changed and rebranded itself as Banks with, with an X. X. <gasps> when oh my, did she could, Do you remember there was like once on the Tyra talk show, there was like somebody called Tyra Banks who had a triple X. At the end oh of my name. God. <laughs> I think she was a porn actress who made a living out of impersonating Tyra and did adult films as Tyra. Oh, so Tyra wow. Banks. I don't, oh, but then I think like, X. but then I think Tyra was kind of like, do you get satisfaction out of doing that? And it was it, it, obviously the idea was like Tyra was trying to like reform her and say, oh, you know, okay. leave the adult world. But it came across more as like slut shaming <laughs> and more like anger that Tyra's like, how dare you use my trademark name to make money off of me? Like, because she's just missing out on that coin. That's exactly. why. But talking to coin, this I mean, is all about money. Oh my god! So why don't you just read that little yeah, bit? So, so where is Model Land? This is the thing because this sounds like a rough area to me. So Model Land is located in sunny Santa Monica, California, which yeah. is lovely. A runway walk away from the iconic Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> it is also just a few miles from Inglewood, where our co-founder and heroine. I'm sure Inglewood is rough because doesn't Dre talk about Inglewood? I think so. Like, I was it's... like, but what I still didn't get from this is, is it a theme park? Is it like a place where you do photo? shoots and you just get scammed I could, and then there's a the next question yeah. I was like okay fine it'll be resolved what can I expect from my visit tell do you get you can expect to live the ultimate modelling fantasy Model Land is a first of its kind story driven attraction that features fashion and beauty photoshops and runways <laughs> shopping and theatre and most importantly you I do not want any extra any kind of tourist attraction to be trick, quoting me as the reason why I need to go because this I don't get anything from that. Where where are we going? What well, is not it? only that, you, uh, none of those things are going to be free. You know that you're going to have to pay like sixty five dollars to get in, and then if you want a photo shoot, it's going to cost you one hundred thirty for like five Photoshop photos, <laughs> and like you know, and then there's not going to be any food. I mean, like this other idea: Do I need to dress up? Not really. <laughs> We don't have any rides yet, but we will have ever-changing themes. So what, is it nudist park then? <laughs> That's what I mean. But then it goes on to, have you got more questions? And I'm like, oh, interesting. It must be a form to fill in yeah. to request. No, <laughs> there's just more FAQs and it's even better because it's like, the question everyone's asking, what is Model Land? What can I do here? <laughs> You could expect to live the ultimate modelling fantasy. <laughs> Model Land is a first of its kind story-driven attraction. It's the same thing! Look at that $59 a ticket. Fuck off. I, I, I was like, <laughs> no, 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 look out. So, look, so look, fantasy and photo shoot, ages 30 On plus. top, $549. $50. Fashion Friday is free. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe 50 pounds, you can come into Fashion Friday. Five. 
Fuck membership. You can get a <laughs> membership. Who wants to go back? That's the thing. Oh I God, didn't look, sorry, go back to go what was that? Beauty Model Squad. So that's four tickets, general access, and more for one thousand six hundred. <gasps> and the couture is. Like, <laughs> I mean, the fucking cheek of this. So the beauty, the regular kind of commercial, you get less, and the couture, you have to pay more. <laughs> it's a piss take. And the first class photo, like. Is this all a parody? That's what I want to know. You, you know what? There's a number here. I should get my work phone out. And we should tell this. We're going to do that. I feel we should do... You remember Watchdog back in the day? <laughs> like, you know, when Anne Robinson was exposing the... I feel we need to do an expose on this. We do, well, the thing is, haven't they shut the, the business down? Well, apparently it's indefinitely postponed. But when it does open... <laughs> Can we do this one? Yeah, last question? <laughs> Will I get to meet Tyra? Do you think they answer this question before you read the other? Before I read the answer? Well, I bet she's like wandering around, like probably like you know, like as, you imagine her standing there as a statue, and people are like, oh, that looks like Tyra. And she'd be like, I'm here. Everybody like your granddad, you know, someone having a heart attack. Well, it was just leading on from your question about Watchdog. Mm. They, they don't. This is a definitely something they need to c- c- clarify. <laughs> Our founder and chief creative Tyra Banks is dedicated to making Modeland the most amazing experience for all guests one never knows where she may <laughs> appear so keep your smiles out for special appearances events and contests that may get you an exclusive chance to experience Modeland with Tyrus. it's just so non-committal <laughs> it's so fraudulent oh, and you can imagine like that the watchdog you know when they like show like the terms and conditions they darken <laughs> the rest of the screen and they just lighten that passage then it would cut to us and be like we really wanted to meet Tyra like we had worked so hard <laughs> on our smizes and our walks and we wanted to show them to her and she wasn't there oh, it's an absolute God. fraud it's like, you know, Sunny and Bushin bought a mature package at $5,000 each. And it's like, we're now in debt and we can't afford we to can't. pay it back. Oh, oh, God. But anyone that knows what Inglewood is like, please let us know. And I'm sorry if I called it a hood. If yeah, it's exactly. not a hood, I'm, re- I'm sure it's beautiful. But there's one more thing on here, which is in Tell there, f- uh, frequently asked questions. And it's like, who does the podcast belong to? And the answer is mine. mine. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast is mine. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. You can also follow us on all the socials on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. We are The Podcast Is Mine. And on Twitter, we are Podcast Is Mine. Or you can email us at thepodcastismine at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing The Podcast Is Mine.